are now listening to the A&R Design Unholstered Podcast with Alex Costa. Welcome to episode five of the A&R Design Unholstered Podcast with your host, Alex Costa. That's me. And today's guest is Rick Nice. Uh, he operates under uh, Rick Nice in the hip hop industry. He is GS Weapons, also High End Pew on Instagram. And uh, he's a really, really close friend, aka family. And he uh, came from the hip hop industry, from writing beats and video production. And he's bridging that uh, professionalism from the hip hop industry for music videos. And he's bringing some really cool vibes, some really, really cool um, uh, aesthetics into videography and video production into the firearms world. And we've done a bunch of projects together. Uh, we every, every few months we get together, we shoot some awesome content for each other. Driplomats, bro. Driplomats. Hashtag Driplomats with a Z at the end. Yeah. So that's our little our little gang. <laughs> so Rick, tell us a little bit about your history in uh, hip hop. Well, man, I started off really uh, was a beat producer. Like I was making beats and stuff first, and then I really got. I started working with a, a group called The Diplomats. I was young. I was still in high school. I was producing, and um, eventually I was going to Temple University. And we had a little radio show. So we had a little camcorder. I ended up picking that up by accident. Dove into the film world after that. It was pretty much hand-to-hand with like the vid, like the music production. So I picked it up pretty fast as a hobby. Didn't think it would get professional. Didn't think it would be to this point right now. And that's really just crossing over. I basically was just trying to like cross the worlds over for real. Like um, I work with a lot of big artists, uh, Drake, Future, Little Uzi, Apple Music, Reebok, um, Rest in Peace, Juice World. Um, I don't know a lot of people. The list can go on, but I did a lot of work, and then now I'm crossing over to the two A community, working with people like A and R Design, GBRS Group, Buck Doyle, a bunch of other stuff. But right now we got the um, the Driplomats going on, my boy Alex. So I'm pretty sure y'all seen some of that footage and. You know, shit, I just really love cool shit. I like tactical stuff, uh, night vision, all the cool stuff. So, you know, that's really it, bro. My mind went blank for real. I couldn't think of it. No, it's much. tight. Well, you forgot Coleon Noir on your list. Yeah, of Colin Noir. He's going to be. He's Shout gonna out be. to my boy Noir. <laughs> bro, if you're watching, bro, sorry. Shout out to Coleon Noir. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, the big homie Noir, man. Yeah. So, you got, so you've been doing some cool projects. Um, you know, we, we met in july for the first time we've been talking for a while uh rick actually was home friends from home with our uh and our design operation manager uh justin birch and they met in philly justin's from philly and yeah i guess you guys bumped into each other at a fucking uh gun shop or something like that and uh they started talking and um they became friends and so justin introduced us and was like hey rick does some fucking awesome stuff you're into hip-hop you like that hip-hop style aesthetic uh you know that's one thing that i really love about rick's work is that that hip-hop aesthetic the back and forth um 
the uh, jumps, the jump cuts, and the way it's like always flowing. It's not yeah, some man. static camera. <laughs> it's not boring, dude. Like you're watching it, and then someone will flash and be like, "Whoa, that was fucking tight!" Like <laughs> roll that back, pause it. Well, let's see that again, right? It's just the the transitions, the the color grading. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you really fucking knock it out of the park there, and it, there's no one remotely close to your style uh in in the 2a community producing videos and i think that's why so many people are gravitating towards you now like gbrs you just got done with gbrs group yes that was that was really really dope experience um gave them some drip for sure uh me doing more content with them in the future as well but basically dude the same way like how i linked with you you guys are super cool to me i was interested in everything you had going on I just wanted to bring my vision into it. So like the GBRS stuff worked out super cool. Uh, I started how that happened. I was talking to Slade on IG for a few months and we just, you know, he's seen some of the video. I think one of the videos was yours, the one we shot in the snow. Yeah. That one. And they really liked it. They really liked it, that video. And um, we just locked in from there, bro. Went out Virginia Beach, shot some cool shit and gave them some Diplomats for sure, man. Everything else is kind of history, bro. Yeah, like, that's tight. It's awesome. For, 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 you, you pop, you pop the cherry as far as like the two A, the high end content, bro. Like me, you, the full autos, the night vision. That's how we. It really got kicked off with you. You were the first one, for real, for real. That's awesome. Yeah, and 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 you sent me some uh, behind the scenes photos. There's some AR holsters floating around that camp. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that's tight. Yeah, that's man. good to know. Um, yeah, man low-key flex there uh <laughs> so you had fun in vb um you got to see their their uh, shop and all that stole me yeah, a patch yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the patch is actually hold on my boy patch is up here on the wall oh, hold on. gotta get this down for you bro hold on it's right here Snag my boy one, man. Yeah. Patch. Had to get that for sure. Jacked me a GBRS patch. <laughs> GBRS stands for gold, blue, red, silver. So that's Dev Group. <laughs> yeah. um, do they actually have one dude from each squadron part of their group? Um, no, I believe they were all gold, gold squadron. Uh, he broke down with exactly what their version of it mean. I actually forgot, to be honest with you. But I think they're all pretty much gold, gold squadron. I think one of their guys to cool is red squadron as well yeah um, that's cool dev grew the information about dev grew and the squadrons and their you know cat badges and everything it's all pretty public on wikipedia yeah. <laughs> you know and then you go to other units and it's not as public um yeah. like you can't find sas uh cat badges for the different squadrons anywhere exactly uh, you can't find the squadron you can find some patches uh some people that have sold patches but um most of the squadron insignias are almost impossible to find so uh, yeah like super private yeah super private so it, it's kind of interesting when you go cross cross different tier one units what is available information versus what is not um i saw some patches from 2-2 going up on ebay for like stupid money Money, yeah, and like one Crazy. patch, like a B squadron patch, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's what the insignia. You know, before I knew about it, I was like, oh, that's what the insignia is for that yeah. that squadron. Um, so yeah, so you did that with them. You shot with Colion Noir recently. Um, well, that's some more stuff with Noir for sure. Uh, uh, Night Vision shit, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shot some night vision stuff. I actually set up his helmet for him, like put his Air Pro in his helmet. And he didn't know, like, I was like a, a gear nerd for real. He's like, nice, bro. I didn't know you know how to put all this stuff together. Like, that's crazy. Like, even just setting up, you know, the rifles and the IR and stuff. People yeah. don't know, like, I'm a gear nerd. Like, yeah, working like the hip hop world and all, but I love this shit. You know, personally, you oh, already yeah. know. <laughs> I mentored so, you on some of it, yeah, too. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Exactly, bro. So what was he running from years? Was it Ops Score? Uh, I, I put him on the Ops Score. He's running with he, some ear pro. He's partnering up with some company that he sells on his site. But I told him if he wants to get serious, he got to get them amps, bro. Like, yeah, you got to get amps. Got to get amps. It's See, the only way. Only way to live. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got some amps sitting next to me. I just uh, You got a lot of amps. It'd be amps. I'm like, dude, where's some fucking extra amps I had? And they'd be in your... You're side by side in like the store department. Like, like. need more though. I uh, I still have Peltors on my ballistic helmet setup, and I really just don't care you're for real, Peltors. You're a real, you're a real gear now. You should have seen your face. You were disgusted. You still had Peltors. You said I really don't. Oh, I, dude, I hate them. Plus, the ones that I have on that helmet, I think, are um, some OG deployed ones that the comms okay. were cut out of them. So it's got like some foamy stuff into them. Oh, okay, okay, I mean, it's okay. fine for like night vision shit and subs and cans and whatnot. But like okay. real talk, amps will correct some he- temporary hearing loss. If you yeah. go from some shitty Howard lights or uh, Peltors, I mean, Peltors feels like after going from amps with NMFI earbuds back to yeah. Peltors, Peltors feel like you have fucking steel uh, pots over your ears in comparison to the quality of audio that comes out yeah. and uh since we're talking about gear and being gear snobs like the um opscore amps the reason why the nmfi or nfmi i always forget which it is mm-hmm. um it has a battery batteryless in-ear earbud that you put in either side and it creates a electro, I'm pretty sure it's like electromagnetic or um, yeah. uh, connection. Yeah. And they basically connect to your over ear and they create uh, a 360 sound effect, a real a real time, uh, realistic sounding 360 audio. So it's directional. Yeah. And those earbuds themselves, battery free, they have amplifiers that uh project the sound into your ears and they offer another 30 decibel uh sound reduction rating so it's a double ear yeah concussion doesn't really yeah. affect you it's amazing yeah uh rotate your ears i haven't even ever since um the ones you got from me i haven't even i used them maybe one time i got to try the in ears with the amps i haven't really ran them yet yeah bro. you have to the sound is so much better that's what Slade was saying. Slade was like, dude, you got if you run the amps, you gotta run the in-ears. Like that's the way. I was like, yeah, no, I haven't tried it yet. Like I gotta I gotta try it for sure. So rotate your laptop a little bit to the right. Mm-hmm. My right or your right? Uh no, other way. Other way. Okay. Don't move your body. Just move okay. your laptop. A little bit more. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Cool. So I have you on two-thirds of the screen. Okay. And I'm on one third. So I just had you move it so you're more centered. Um okay. perfect. Um so you're an MCX junkie. Yes. <laughs> you It's your fault too. A lot of this is your fault, bro. You can't blame that on me. I have enlightened you. <laughs> yeah. I you know, I have to start shooting my 300 blacks, dude. My neighbor, yeah. uh my neighbor, um because it's getting uh darker later. Yeah. Uh it was funny, we were shooting 
my high power at 740 and my neighbor across the street got pissed. And he comes over and with my amps, mm-hmm. I can fucking hear a fly fart at 50 yards yeah. away. So I hear him drag a toe of his boot across pavement and I snap around and it's dark, right? I mean, we yeah. had pretty good loom from the from the yeah. moon. I snap around before he even gets to my property. I go, hey, man, what's up? And he goes to rest his elbows on my fence and I go, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. And he's like, putting the kids down. I'm like 740 like what the it just got dark like shit like I don't know anything about kids right so (laughs) um you know and and he just walked on back you know Mm -hmm. it would have been cool like hey neighbor never talked to you before how are you sorry about this but he 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 kind of did the pissed off off it was more like my wife's yelling at me and that's why I'm here vibe um it was it was one of those so uh I was like, yeah, all right, knows, man. but you know, I got a lot of, a lot of 300 black kicking around. Yeah. So I'll have to do some uh, MCX videos at night here. We're, we're just gonna have to keep quiet. And I straight up told like my other neighbor who's friends with him. I said, tell him I'm going to shoot at night, but he better yeah. not complain about steel quietly ringing from subs. Cause <laughs> I'm gonna shoot at night all right. the fucking time. I just want you supers. And, right. um, so MCXs, man, MCXs are super. How many rounds did you have through your Rattler before cleaning it? Before it started uh, uh, having uh, malfunctions where you had to fucking bro, clean it? Maybe about 2,500, bro. Easy, oh. maybe more. That's what I can count. Maybe 3,000. Unclean, never clean, suppressed from day one. Just a bunch of supers and subs through that thing, man. And um, never cleaned it at yeah. all. And people don't realize that the Rattler was never meant to be suppressed permanently in the first place. That's why yeah. the that's why the cane break is an anomaly to me. Yeah. Why they produ- they produced a cane break for a niche system. Mm-hmm. Um but the rattler just going from a, a five and a half inch barrel to the six seven five MCX with a big can yeah. is like a complete night and day change in oh, yeah, in cool. audio. Uh, yeah. The the rapport from the firearm is so much fucking quieter. Just going that extra 1.75 inches and in a little bit more volumetric can. Um, because do you have a uh you're running a dead air nomad nomad 30 on my 675 and a, a wolfman on the rattler? Okay, so you're running the wolfman on the rattler. See, I want the sig root, I wanted yeah. like the classic, like that's I wish I could get that. They're reselling for 2500 and 3000 right now. The for cans, day. yes, shut the fuck yeah. up, bro, bro. 2500 to 3000 bro for those cans right now cuz they're not making them and they haven't and they're not making them anymore. See, I don't understand why Sig discontinued a can when they don't have a new can to replace the old can. Like Exactly. Like Inforce kind of did that with like the APLC, they stopped mm-hmm. producing uh a light that they sell metric fuck tons, you know, like yeah. the, the huge one to me the APLC it seemed like more people ran that than anything yeah like- yeah yeah. and then and SIG did the same thing SIG shot themselves in the foot where I think they intended on having the new cans released much sooner but COVID kind of slowed yeah. that down dude mm-hmm. they're barely producing rifles that's why MCXs are so expensive bro, MCXs are 4,000 right now bro. but the reason why is SIG lowered the production of rifles which they probably have a smaller margin on profit yeah. And they're producing like 65,000 365s a month. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, bro. So, 
my whole perspective perspective from this whole fucking COVID shit is companies are just trying to keep up with the demand of new gun owners trying to buy carry guns and handguns and some rifles. But right now, like all their time and money is going into SIGs is like ammunition and pistols, like yep. easy polymer frame mass produced pistols to get yep. everyone a fucking gun. Yeah. And and. You know, I really feel bad for a lot of engineering uh, departments uh, across the Second Amendment to uh, a industry is. Um, I think there's going to be a huge void of product development, new product development, yeah. new technology development, yeah. because these companies are spending so much fucking time just like, keeping up with production. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I'm That's really cool. hoping that they're still having their engineers work on new product development and uh, new technology development so that when they do get caught up and the gun sales slow down a, a sea hair, they're able to start re- releasing those new tech. New yeah, bro. Um, we, we still haven't seen... A, sh- a slowdown in firearms purchases, uh, even with the lack of ammo right now, guns are still flying off the shelves. Flying you- off the shelves. People yeah. don't, almost don't care what they get at this point, bro. It's crazy. I mean, Basically. shit, dude. You're in Philly, so like, I can't like. <laughs> I know my parents are in Mass, and my parents were like, "Uh, yeah, we need a gun," and I'm like, mm-hmm. my parents were like, "We want more guns," and I was yeah. like, "Uh, okay, not a problem. We can uh get that sorted." And turn them on to like a local vendor that we work with. But uh dude, my parents are like historically anti-gun, not anti-gun, but like they don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. And uh same thing with like Philly, Justin was saying, like, man, it was popping off there, and his friends were like, Yo, I need to get a gun, and like people uh, that, uh, people that people that before were like why do you need that many guns? Or now, like, dude, I need you got a gun. I can buy it. Ammo. And then they got a, they got a different respect for the process now. Of getting one too, like yes. all that type of stuff. Like, yeah, and the, the delays are super long to get a gun. You can't just walk yeah. out with a gun anymore. It's like a two or three day delay. Just yeah, because everybody's calling in. They're doing a Nick's check, and it's taking long as hell now. Like super long. Like, yeah. So it's a uh, it's harder to uh, it's definitely harder to um, buy a gun than vote. Yeah. <laughs> um so so kind of talking about the hip hop industry, man. You were young when you got into that with the, yeah. the diplomats. You showed me a video of you with yeah. Joel Santana. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. I grew up on diplomats and dipset yeah. and um that you know, that was that I liked like Wu Tang was like really yeah. cool to me. But yeah. also the kids at school that were bullies also like all they did was t- talk about Wu-Tang all day. And I was yeah, always yeah. like, I was always looking like I like Wu-Tang, but like, yeah, you know, it's back when they'd be like, oh, you're a poser because you listen to Wu-Tang. It's like, no, I like, yeah. Wu-Tang, I like Wu-Tang, but I listen to Diplomats because I was yeah. like, they were a little bit more less mainstream than Wu-Tang. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it a little in a different way. Right. And um it was kind of like fuck you. I wasn't a diplomat, dude. You're a poser. So uh, <laughs> throwing it back. Yeah, man. But that's Shit, so like, funny. Wu Tang's like the OGs though, because I mean, my older cousin was listening to. I was a child. I didn't even understand. Like, I knew it was dope and stuff, but I wasn't like. By the time I like really had an understanding of Wu Tang and like the greatness of, it, I was older and you know they before my time. So I grew up in like the diplomats era and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So I got more of appreciation for that. 
So, yeah, and you're younger too, man. You're yeah. you're you're significantly younger than I am. So <laughs> seeing yeah. you like back when I was a little bit older, listening to diplomats and seeing you yeah. in the background of a studio because you're writing <laughs> beats, dude. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, funny. That's crazy. Um, it's yeah, weird how paths cross, right? Like Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, like the point I always talk about this because you know, uh a lot of people don't know like my stuff in the music industry and stuff. And I would be on tour in fucking Dubai somewhere or whatever. And I'm watching gun videos. If I can, if I can get past the IP block, you know, cause you can't watch cool shit over there. Right. Right. Yeah. Watching gun stuff and the security. I remember, I'll never forget Drake security. He caught me watching some gun shit. He like, I'll always be seeing you watching something. He's like, dude, you, uh, oh, what you know about that? And then, you know, I start talking and they'd be blown away. Like, hold on, you know more than me. You know what I mean? I'll start telling them what they should be carrying. Or you should have this, this and that. So I remember uh, Future said one time, he was like, you looking at some more guns? He's like, man, nice, ready to go spend that check, Bob. Just spend his whole check on new guns, man. Like, <laughs> it'd be crazy. Like, but uh, yeah, man, that's, it's just really a natural love. Like I grew up, like my dad and his cousins, and brothers and then were heavy into firearms like some of them was in the military some of them were like police and stuff like that but i've always been around firearms so it's just like naturally growing up around them and watching the freaking uh my parent my dad used to always have the navy seal movie on with charlie sheen when i was younger so i watched that a bunch of times and wanted the mp5 sd really bad like <laughs> growing up so i don't know it's just a natural love for the stuff man yeah, like, same here. Like, I didn't grow up around guns a lot. My neighbor had guns. He'd take me to shooting range with me and my dad every once in a while. But, like, there was a, my friend, the Doyles up the street. They were a military family. And um, I think every one of their kids ended up being military. Yeah. And they grew up, like, you know, building forts and stuff. And, mm. you know, I had, like, a cap gun collection. I remember right, I was me like, too, bro, bro, me too, bro. Me too. I had a little collection. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't like your fucking like back in the day, Cumberland Farms used to sell cap guns. Like the gas stations would sell cap guns and yeah, caps bro, they and were shit. Everywhere. You everywhere. You don't see that type of stuff no more. Nah, so I remember and then I would go to like yard sales with my dad. Uh, my dad would do some antique dealing on the side and yeah. I'd find some like older, really super well-built cap guns. And then I'd start tracking down the caps that would fit those guns. <laughs> and um, I remember there was like this really shitty fucking scope that I got out of a yard sale as a kid. And the tarts were frozen, they didn't move. And I like electric taped them to this, this glass to a Daisy BB gun, air gun. And I would like make my own ghillie suits and shit. Yeah. I would I had like this like camouflage duct tape and I'd be like, you know, eight years old yeah. and with a um with a Vietnam era, you know, army green top and bottom, blouse, mm -hmm. blouse and pant bottom, and I had a Navy SEAL uh not Navy SEAL, I had a um like a Mac V SOG style fucking Vietnam jacket over jacket. Yeah. And I would wear that all the time as a kid. And um, I would literally just take like camouflage duct tape and whatever I'd go across the, the so across the street, across the street from my parents' house was like two, two, these two houses shared like a middle field. Right. Yeah. And um, the kids across the street when I was younger, they were kind of shitty. And yeah. so I used to, 
put like the little ghost bomb, little poppers in the road as like a booby trap so cars would drive over and make the little snapping sound. And I would go and crawl, like army crawl with my little rider in, across the, into the into that field and crawl around and like tape grass to me. And um, I remember one of the neighbor's kids, they like whacked their fucking you know, street hockey ball into the bushes and I was on next to the trail and the kid ran down the trail and he like ran over me, like actually like stepped on me and kept yeah. running and didn't even know I was there and stepped on me. And I just kind of ate it. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, I'm such a dork. And then I got into like paintball. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of paintball when I was a kid. And then um, airsoft, no, no air eye protection, shooting each other in the face. So, But back when airsoft was like real, real, real cheap. <laughs> like the yeah. shitty ones, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Airsoft world is on another level right now. They got everything, bro. <laughs> like all the replicas and stuff. I like. I wish I had that growing up. They got everything we got with airsoft version. Oh yeah, they're, dude. They're China's already ripping off my bro, optic China, mounts bro. and selling bro, them to the airsoft I saw, community. Bro, I, seen them. I seen them. Once I seen that. Once I seen the Anvil Tricon version, I said, "Oh shit." That's how you know it's real. That's how you know you're successful. When, when when China rips you off, bro. I think it's like Red Hill Airsoft or Red Hill oh, Tactical right. Airsoft. They sell the knockoffs for like, yeah. fuck, they're selling them for like 35 bucks, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm like, nah, dude. Like, no. Yeah. Um, fuck Chicom shit. Fuck China. Yeah. You know. But uh, so you like MCX? It's three hundred blacks. Your go-to. Uh, what other guns do you have? You got some five hundred. Uh, I, I got. So I got my MCX. Well, I got the eleven five Virtus MCX, which is five five six. Yeah. MCX Rattler, my Elval Cone, the six seven five MCX, and then I got a Mark eighteen. I got um like a Geisley. I would say kind of like the URGI, but it's not that real. It looks like it though. So like a Geisley build. I got a. CZ Scorpion, which I need to bring out. Um, Sig P320, a Glock G45, and a Glock 19. That's really it. I sold like a lot of other stuff. I get, I like to keep a certain collection. There's some stuff I just get rid of. I feel like I'm not using it like that. So, so really... no interest in classic guns. No interest in uh, anything old. Uh, I like like the C MP5, bro. that's old that's an antique that's a classic yeah that's mp5 like uh that um and then what's that the the mac 11 or is it the mac 10 like you got the mac i have a mac 11 yeah i like that i like that that. stuff like that but really like my most on my list mp5 is like a classic i want to get but like a a super cool one though so dakota tactical yeah yeah man he just got like 71, he just got 71 uh, receiver stamped receiver flats uh, in for next year's build. So if you want one, dude, get on the list, put the deposit right. down. You I should. I got I to gotta get one. I always heard those are the best ones, especially after running yours. I'm like, bro, the fitment, everything is perfect on it. Yeah, I did. I had like 25,000 rounds to that gun before I um, had to swap the extractor. Uh, yeah. the extractors on an mp5 for anyone that's listening is it's literally a copper wire that's yeah. like bent a couple oh, ways and those copper wires wear out uh yeah. mine didn't mine didn't i didn't have to replace it i they're only like 12 cents a piece so i bought like 30 of them 
Right. And I swap it, but 25,000 rounds, dude. And plus, it's an MP5, 9mm. The barrels are good. The B&T barrels that they use, man, they're good for 150,000 rounds. Maybe, probably yeah. more. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. You know, if you're just running 124 grain, non-plus P, not hot stuff. Yeah, you should be good. They don't even get that hot. Wow. MP5s don't get that hot. So, no. delayed but blowback. The, quiet, the one you got with the Omega 9K, bro, it's so freaking quiet, bro. Like, yeah. I'm excited, though. I just got an APC-9 Glock. Oh, okay. Glock mag, okay. APC-9. I'm waiting for this pistol brace kit that I ordered from A3 Tactical. And okay. uh, I'll so put this for now. Yeah, I'm trying to track down a uh, Wolfman uh, three-lug adapter. Because I got, like, three other oh, Wolfman, yeah. Wolfmen. Yeah. And um, I think I own one. When I bought my Wolf SD originally, I yeah. bought a three-lug adapter, and I just threw it in a box somewhere. So I got to... See if I can dig it up, but um, I got a couple extra of those cans kicking around, and uh, I was gonna do the the Wolfman on it. But I do have the Omega Nine K that I could also uh, yeah. hot swap. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the Omega Nine K. Yeah, I, I, bro, I like it. I like it a lot. Like if I was gonna get like a sub, a dedicated sub gun can, since I already got a Wolfman, I would get an Omega Nine K just to have something different. I like it, and it sounds great. And it's no maintenance. Nothing loosens yeah. up. There's no end cap to worry about. That's the one yeah. night. That's the probably the best can uh, Silencer Co. has ever made. Is the Omega yeah. 9K. Um, yeah. I'm not really a huge fan of their other cans, but that is like a solid, welded, steel, heavy-duty, hard-use, and volumetric can. I've never heard nothing bad about the Omega 9K. Its track record been pretty good since, as far as I know, since I've heard about it. Be nice. Yeah, so that's super tight. Um, anything on the watch list? Is there anything that you're looking to try to get, you want to um, get? All right, so I want to get DTMVSs, bro. But I just, I'm impatient with wait time. Um, so I'm I waited like, nine months. So look, keep this. I'm going to tell you some exclusive stuff. Acting Black is sending me a pair to check out, right? For yeah. Because like, um, they're trying to get a placement in a Drake video I'm doing. Okay. And Greg is supposed to do like this little night vision scene. So I had sent the treatment to Acting Black. I didn't even think they were going to bite. They hit me back immediately. I hit them from the Forever, um, my Forever Nice page or whatever. And now they're like really on my top. Like, can we would love to work with you on more projects. So they're going to send me. I literally had like a conference call like this with them. They showed me the different models and stuff like that. And they're sending me like some white phosphor DTMVSs out. Um, not from Europe though. One of their distributors in Texas or whatever. So stuff like that. I really want to get them. But how? Like I know you got them. How you like them so far? I'll go get them. Right here. Right here. So this does have Peltors on it. <laughs> um, but I have the Anvis uh, AB battery pack in the back yeah. with the battery pack holder. Um, you know I'm not crazy about the TNVC battery pack holder. All right, you know, whatever. Got my Manta back there. This is on a Xfil Ballistic Team Wendy. Um, I did buy the Executive Firearms adapter for yeah. the battery pack. So the battery pack was like 350 bucks mm -hmm. from Gooning Gear. 350, 360, I can't remember. I bought the this battery pack adapter, which has the 90 degree uh, plug on the dick. Yeah. On the yeah, front. The, 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 uh, dick adapter, the but this is the second coming of the dick. That's what it's called. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, it's the second coming. 
Um, man, they're so sexual. So Dick's great, and you know this is um, the the it has like a. I'm pretty sure this battery pack has a lockout. It's like one two to get it to to turn on. Okay. It's like almost like a safety lockout on it. Um, I I'm sure because of this setup, the DTMVS setup, you can leave it plugged in, and if the DTMVSs are turned off and that's turned off, you shouldn't have any problems with it accidentally activating. Um, but uh, rule of thumb for a lot of people getting a night vision, uh, unplug battery packs, remove batteries. Va yeah. Batteries gas. So if you if you are putting the batteries into the, the tube, batteries degas over time, and you don't want corrosion to get inside your tubes. So that's why you don't leave them. And then battery packs um, are sacrificial. But, uh, you know, if there was ever, I know this is the extreme, but if there's ever an EMP and it was hooked up to a battery, uh, that battery bringing power to your night vision would fry your night vision. So a lot of people um, leave them disconnected for fear of that. Um, was that? I said fried night vision is a bad job. So for the listeners, you won't be able to see this, but I'm showing off the DTNVSs with no Corium uh, multicam wrap. Um, I'm running focus caps. That's P-H-O-K-U-S. Uh, Rick knows why I run focus caps. Focus is uh, my preferred uh, sacrificial lens slash uh, it creates a secondary focal plane. Uh, DTMVSs, dude, are fucking nice, right? They're a little bit heavier. The battery pack and DTMVS setup is a little bit heavier than 31 alphas, but not a huge difference. The battery pack is heavier, but since the DTMVS is real heavier, the Anvis battery pack is tight because it counterbalances it well. Um, the, they're nice, dude. I haven't actually spent a ton of time under them. Uh, since I got them, yeah. I've been running the 31 Alphas because it's a lighter weight helmet setup and it's got mm -hmm. the uh, amps on it. But um, I will fuck around with this with the 300 Black setup. Yeah, bro. That's it, man. I can't wait. Well, next time we link, bro, we, we got to do a Nas segment, bro. Like a 31 DTMVS Nas segment, bro. This shit. Them shits is fire. I love yeah. the rap. And the other reason why I like these is they have ocular side zoom. So um, they have a, a, a focus knob on the front, just like all night vision, but the 31 alphas uh, have a tube side, sensor side focus. They don't have an ocular side focus. Uh, for uh, 31 alphas, you can get like in rear inserts to match your eyesight if you have, you know, oh, prescription. Shit. That's I know that. Yeah, you can get those, but. Um, the nice thing about the DTMVS is a more robust uh, articulation, more robust housing, and they have the uh, ocular side adjustment for focus. And there's um, Licentia Arms. Uh, Tyler's a good dude, too, to get night vision from. He, he, he wants me to swap out these ocular side uh, yeah. knobs for there's an aluminum version that's lighter weight. So you can get them almost identical weight to a... a 31 alphas and these cost me six thousand dollars less than my 31s yes <laughs> that's another reason i want them bro like, uh six thousand dollars less bro and that's almost another set of knives bro like on, on the low end well i guess we'll call it five thousand less because yeah. this is ridiculous and everyone's gonna blow their fucking minds out because of it is this little 90 degree turn dick with the yeah. aluminum battery sleeve in there yeah Four hundred and ten fucking dollars. 
like I know that it costs money to get certain connectors and stuff built in the US, so it's you know, but holy four hundred fucking ten dollars for like half this shit I can eighty percent of this build I could just spec out and have made at a local machine shop and then find someone uh source of the connectors for um the ninety and stuff. It's super expensive. But since he's the only one he's the only one doing it, he can charge the money and yeah. I did talk to uh, Joe over at Gooning Gear. I guess the margin after getting these connectors and stuff is like super proprietary, low number shit. Um, from what I was told is that his margin is really tight on these. So there, there is a reason why they are um, as expensive as they are. Yeah, they are, yeah. But yeah, dude, these are 22 UA, 2600 plus. I already know, you got, I already know you got that. I already know you got the big boy farm in there. I already know. Big boy farm, so um, you know, color cut clarity, right? Yeah, yeah, man. That don't is focus caps. Focus, don't focus caps is like a must have for nods, bro. Like, those are expensive too. Yeah, uh, they're, they're like what one twenty a piece or something like that. Some yeah, one twenty yeah. a piece. So um, expensive, but uh, the DTMVS do not have a manual gain knob, so okay. it's a fixed right gain all the time having the focus one uh caps create you know uh an iris effect yeah, yeah. they yeah. they shrink the amount of light that comes in which creates a yeah. secondary focal plane so for people listening that have no experience with nods um with night vision when you go and you get your nods for the first time you're mm-hmm. supposed to go out on a pretty good loom night look at the stars yeah and uh you do your your far side focus you get those dialed in and then you start tweaking the ocular side focus to get the stars and i usually do one eye at a time get this super crispy shut my other eye yeah. do that and then at least with like the the uh, 31 alphas you know i'll just adjust them ever so slightly so i don't feel like my eyes are straining <laughs> right. now the dtmvs's are a little bit more sensitive mm-hmm. um when you do focus one eye and then the other and you do ocular side focus, um, I was finding some strain. I could feel my eyes straining. So I basically keep giving little minute tweaks to the focus, even right. if it blooms a tiny bit. Um, you know, it just get rid of that eye strain because night yeah. playing in night vision under night vision a lot is actually not great for your fucking eyes. I kind of always imagined that. I mean, you know, you got way more nod hours. I mean, to me, so you can really know. So that's cool. I'm on, I, I'm on IG Live, by the way, too. That's cool. Are we doing a podcast? Yeah, sure, dude. All right, cool. Yeah, everybody. Y'all see my boy, the man himself. <laughs> yeah, so we like shooting under nods. Um, you got to come out on a hog hunt. I know, bro. I can't fucking wait. You let me know. Give me the dates. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to my buddy Steve's place. Um, so I'm going to my buddy Steve's place. He is co-owner of Texan Ammo, mm-hmm. and we are going down to his ranch to kill some pigs. Uh, we did the warm and fuzzy shoot. Yeah. Uh, I, down I, in Texas. That, was a shoot. That, that shoot was super tight. Yeah. And then um it was like awesome, right? Yep, it looked a fucking fire. Sorry, I'm just oh good man. So um it was really fun, but the 
the night vision side of it was a little tough because there was so many people. Yeah, it seemed like it was a lot of people down there, bro, for that, for that one. Yeah, everybody so... Had, everybody had nods, though, right? Yeah, cool. most people had nods or borrowed nods. Um, so most people, I mean, you're looking at, we had to break it down into a lot of groups because if no one's ever hog hunted, you want one or two shooters mm-hmm. for 10 pigs. Nice, quiet stock, get real close. And then you do like a conal fatal funnel. You basically start right shooter shoots the farthest right pig, left shooter shoots farthest left pig, three, two, one countdown, drop those pigs, and then work your way in as they run towards where you drop the first two. So you're already, your, your sights are already lined up on the furthest point, the furthest pig. So the second you shoot, they usually don't run away from you. They usually run right to left in most cases because you position yourselves broadside to the herd. And so they usually scatter left or right. You know, you get some runners away, obviously. Those are easy to plop because they're running away from you. But uh, you go wide and then you go bang, 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 work in. And then by that time, you're working in like a 15 degree left to right yeah. space and then the middle pigs that are moving outward are now in your line of fire so the yeah. least amount of movement and then you separate yourselves by a few you know six or seven feet so that you don't muzzle strike each other because and you never work too far into the quadrant that the other shooters working because you don't you don't want to uh, muzzle strike and muzzle strike is shooting someone else's fucking suppressor so um, pig hunting, you know, you can be really effective. Two people can clear, you know, 10, 20 pigs uh, in a herd, no problem. When you have 25 people um, on five pigs, it, it gets a little clusterfucky. And it's no big deal. You know, it's, it's, it was a rad experience, so much fun. But it's one of those events that it is more for, like, the hard hangs, uh, interacting, you know, the driplomats type shit where yeah. you're rolling down the highway with a pickup truck full of armed to the fucking teeth dudes with tubes, you know, pulling into a gas station to get fuel with fucking eight dudes with nods in the back of a pickup truck bed. You know, yeah. it's just cool, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's just still fucking cool. And it, it's cool rolling down a dusty highway at night, uh, blacked out, no yeah. headlights on, rocking tubes. The vibes, the vibes. So it, it's you know those type of trips are for the vibes. You're not you're not doing it to drop million fucking pigs, and, and, and hunting pigs isn't hunting. And it's yeah. you're 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 driving around in vehicles with thermals quietly, mm-hmm. and then you unload to ambush. It's it's pretty much just ambushing. It's not even hunting. Um, you know, but it's cool. It's cool because it's cool to see everyone's kit, how they run gear. Um, definitely the most successful shooters on pig hunts are people running thermals. I know. I always heard that. I heard the thermal is like a game changer for a pig hunt. Especially if it's low loom, dude. Uh, yeah. A lot of the pigs, uh, if you ever see the pigs that are like light brown with black spots, mm-hmm. those are impossible to see under night vision. Oh, damn. no joke. Impossible because they're not a black bodied. Uh, yeah. organism yeah. um we when we talk about light we talk about black bodies black bodies absorb light right so um you have a, a a pig with thick 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 black fur 
you know, or thin, thin, thick black fur. Um, that was an oxymoron. Anyway, black fur, yeah. easier to see. Easier to see under thermals because um, the black hair is wirier. It's not as yeah. fuzzy. So under thermals, you can see the pigs really, really well. Dude, those lighter brown pigs with black spots are almost... They're all, dude, under thermal, they're hard to see. Like, their hair is of a certain density that it actually blocks emitting heat. So you kill more black pigs and you don't uh, black and brown pigs and you're not killing enough of these tan black spotted ones. And after a couple generations, there's entire litters of pigs that are, you know, brown and black spotted, you know? So you're almost forcing evolution to to have certain traits because you're culling one appearance of pig and not the other so i mean i can't can't imagine hunting pigs under illuminators and lasers Uh all the time like like dude it's hard to see them you can like under tubes you're like oh i can see a herd over there you gotta get close with nods to be like oh that's not a fucking cow laying down that's a pig uh Wow. So thermal's important. Thermal's really important. Who, who is your go to? Who is your go to like a uh, hog slayer uh, weapon? What's your go to? Mine in my repertoire is uh, CZ Bren two seven sixty by thirty nine nine inch machine gun. Um, I don't run the machine gun portion of it ever. Yeah. Uh, maybe dead checks to be an yeah. asshole, but um, yeah, run that on semi and. I use a dead air PBS one can because the factory machine gun, uh, European factory machine gun is a 14 by one left hand and it's an elongated thread. So I bottom out the dead air can onto its adapter face and then Mm -hmm. I back the locking nut into it. And it's a pretty sturdy setup. It's good to go. Yeah, that's a hell of a setup for some, some, some hogs laying for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I run, um, the Pulsar Thermion XP50 30 millimeter uh, tubed night, uh, thermal. Yeah. And that thing is awesome. And yeah. I don't think I ever showed you when you're here, but zeroing. I, a, I haven't seen it yet. So but zeroing a thermal, dude, zeroing a thermal will blow your fucking mind. Um, yeah. It has a freeze function. So I put that on my Crux Ordnance uh, Picatinny ball mounted tripod my 42 millimeter tripod my competition tripod and legitimately sit that thing on top lock it down on a target um i put hot hands hot feet like the little packets that you shake to keep your toes warm i stick them to a paper target and that's my like dead center bullseye yeah shoot the target and you can see a ring a hot little ring where the bullet passed through the paper now this doesn't work when it's really cold out. Yeah, so yeah. it's more like spring summer ambient. Um for that hog hunt for my thermal, I zeroed on uh steel targets and then used a spotting scope and I could still see a little remnants of the heat from the bullet hitting the steel. So I was like, okay. And so I was getting like two or three inch groups at 50 yards, which is fine. That's that's good. But when you're really trying to dial in the gun, you shoot paper. And on the gun, you basically bang your shot mm-hmm. and you you aim at the center of the hot feet. Bang your shot. You see the shot go through paper, you know, left, right, up, whatever. Then you keep, you put your reticle back on the center of that um, hot feet. 
and then you hit the freeze frame button and it freezes the screen. Then you can move your X and Y. So you move your zero, you know, X, Y down to your hole, get it lined up perfectly on the hole that perforated on the on the paper. And you can see the hole because it's still hot. Yeah. And you hit unfreeze. Your gun zeroed. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a two shot zero if you're on paper. You know who would enjoy that? Nat Turner. You know he loves that type of shit. Nat, Nat Turner, Turner dude. Nat Turner would love that. <laughs> For sure. I miss that him. That sounds dope, though, bro. Super. Man. Yeah, I got to get out. One of these days, we got to get out and do a hug, a Driplomat's hug hunt, man. Yeah, we can. I'm sure uh, my buddy Steve at Texas Ammo um, will have to do a couple of them this year. Yeah. He's got he's got a cool-ass ranch. I think he's got like 18 bedrooms at yeah. his ranch. We can go out there and shoot and uh, yeah, yeah, do some cool ass shit. Um, yeah. Shit, bro. So uh, what projects you got coming up? Anything cool? Uh, Anything you yeah, talk about? Um, um, yeah, shit. All right. So as far as like in a two way world, obviously I'm doing. Um, when we're not doing diplomats with A and R, working with GBRS right now, heavy. Going to do a lot of their content. Um, merchandise shit stuff like that i might be working with uh this other guy named wolf 40 from forward observations um yep i know wolf 40 yeah i know i've seen him he posted your brand he posted your brand bro when he was at, at the hog hunt with you yeah i know he didn't tag me that's all right <laughs> i told him like yo that's my boy alex brand he just liked it like <laughs> he just liked the comment but yeah um Really? It's other companies inquiring. Like, I might be shooting some stuff for, like, some armor companies and stuff, you know, once we figure out, like, the budget and, and all that. Um, and maybe I got some stuff with some a night vision company. I can't really say the name right now because it's not confirmed yet, but I might be shooting some stuff with them. And as far as music video world, you know, different stuff, like some popular artist named, like, uh, Roddy Rich. I'm working with him right now. And just... Uh, promo for Apple Music, and then I'm still doing, like I said, I'm working on a project with Drake right now as well, just waiting for everything to get confirmed. That's now, awesome. for the Drake project, that's going to be cool because we're going to be doing, like, not tactical stuff, but it's going to be some night vision scenes in there, so trying to figure that out, um, what we're going to run with for that. That'd be cool. What I did learn is, so, like, I like the Auroras, right? The Psyonics Aurora. They sent me their Crow, the Keeper or whatever, and it's cool, but that PVS-14 filming through the phone just looks cool as shit, bro. To be able to have that white phosphor look, it just, it looks cooler. Like, well, uh, we actually got an adapter for yeah. our uh, Luminix. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's hard. I so, seen the camera adapters, but I wasn't sure how it worked. That it one, so I do have the iPhone adapter, which shoots pretty good. But yeah. the... Um, so like the when you shake you, you, the stabilizer in it makes it kind of weird. Yeah, we hooked okay. that up to the Luminix on um, on a Ronin. Oh, that's that's sneaky. That's a and good, then that's it's got cool. a foot that comes out the front, aluminum foot yeah. that rests against it, so it's not put all that load on the lens. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty tight setup. Okay, yeah, I gotta check that out. That sounds though. The point that you're able to put it on a Ronin is pretty fucking cool. That's fire. Um, but yeah, bro, that's really where I'm at with it right now. I'm trying to I'm supposed to shoot the high end few commercials for my stickers I'm dropping. I gotta send you some of those over as well, too. I'll send them with the patch. Um and I got some anime high end few stuff I'm doing. I gotta send you those ideas too. Let me know what you think. We still gotta drop our Driplomats collab. That's gonna be hard. Maybe we can get it out this summer. 
Yeah, I was absolutely. Just, I was just waiting for at the time when we first spoke about. It, I was just waiting for like high and few to catch more like traffic. Now it's like people know what's up a little bit, so it's cool. It's cool, man. I definitely would love to do it. But yeah, awesome. Man, that's really it. Um, but I don't know. What, what's your favorite? What's your favorite bag gun? What's your bag gun set up these days? Like, what you like carry? Like, uh, outside of your pistol, I know you always got the cool pistol and knives. What's your? Um, like, I haven't gun? carried a bag gun in a while. Yeah. Uh, I literally just throw a rifle in the back seat of my truck yeah. all the time. Uh, that BNT APC now I'm gonna fuck with yeah. for sure because it's such a compact unit. It's about you know the size of a Rattler. Yeah. Um, pros don't know yet. Haven't shot it cons it's fucking heavy <laughs> yeah, okay. uh okay. my bag gun usually is either an mp5 or a rattler for yeah. sure those yeah. are my t- go-to but that's why i kind of want the apc9 because my rat um love my rattler a lot uh but it is a heavy little bastard mm-hmm. and it is a rifle yeah uh, it's an actually an sbr and my mp5 is actually a machine gun and not that I don't mind using those as bad guns. I also don't want to use them. <laughs> exactly. People don't understand that because if need be, if the situation arises, I just don't want to have to wait to get my really nice shit back that I like. That's why I carry like usually I keep a little ten five with a folder or my scorpion because shit like that. If the need, the situation arises, I mean I can buy another one or just wait for that one. Be stressed out over that. But my SBRs and all that cool shit. Uh, I don't really want to have those as my dedicated, like, right. Stop a bad guy gun right now. I mean, I wouldn't fucking mind, but it's just the point afterwards of waiting to get it back and all that stuff. So, yep, so, yeah. that's how I feel. That's kind of why I want the APC 9 because I'm like, yeah. man, I want a pistol again. Yeah. And there's so many uh brace options for the APC 9 now that um, you can stabilize it in other ways, yeah, uh, that are. That are good, yeah, and um, smart. <laughs> uh, that, that, that A3 tactical one that I got is all aluminum, even yeah, down to the stabilization like part. Yeah, so bro. it makes some nice, really, really nice braces. Like, yeah, that's the way to go. That's I did have a suggestion for them, uh, mm-hmm. when I was picking it out. When you select the different drop down options, um, the picture doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And then the oh, pictures aren't really labeled with what yeah. you're selecting. Yeah. So I selected like the wrong jog uh, of oh, the okay. brace side. And I sent an email, like I sent the contact for me, like, I'm not sure if this is the one pictured on the first picture. I just want whatever the first picture is. Right. They, they emailed me. They were super nice. They were like, uh, nope, that's not what you selected, but we'll change yeah. it to that. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, so they were cool about that. No chart, no, no change in, in charge. But uh yeah, I, I'm excited. It, it looks yeah, cool. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are those I don't know anything about it. Are they adjustable gas? Probably uh, not. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I think it's just ready to go pretty much. I know it's got that good uh Swiss engineering on it, so enjoy that. Uh you said you're gonna go with Mega 9K or Wolfman on there, right? Yeah, I will probably have the um, Omega 9K on it uh, to start until I yeah. can find what I need for my Wolfman. I, I might run a Wolfman, though. Like, Wolfman's yeah. fucking definitely yeah. quieter. Definitely. I got it right here. Okay. So, yeah, man. That's, that's the go-to for sure. I mean, you got a few Wolfman, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so I like it. Um, and that you're only running one one of the two parts to your Wolfman, right? Yeah, uh, I put the longer part on there. I want to be like super quiet because when you put the the long mode, it is super quiet. Though. Yeah. Did you mess with the white jet on there? The white oh. stuck on the end cat? No. The bro, quiet is shit, bro. Like, super quiet. Like, you put the wipes in the end cap and like, L configuration with some subs is stupid. Like, stupid quiet. So. So, I love wipes. Um, wipes have always been my favorite. I have a wipe can for my Mac 11, but um, how easy. So, wipes are considered an NFA part. That's crazy. When that wipe wears out, can you just buy another one from Dead Air? Yeah, it comes with a bunch of them. It came with a few. I brought a shit. I brought fifty of them from the hardware store. Fifty wipes. Yeah, like the hardware wipe. The way it did, Eric got it. It got it so you could just go to the hardware store and get them. Okay, so that's cool. They used a universal component that can be used as a wipe. All right. right. Yeah. That's uh, what's up. The gun's clear, but I don't know. If you can really see see that little. Oh, it's a little, all it is is what, a rubber bushing? Yeah, bro. I brought maybe, I got maybe 50 or 60 of them, and it got this special little end cap, and it holds it in there, and it's good for maybe 30 shots or a little more. Okay, so that's cool. So it's a rubber washer that Mm -hmm. you can buy at the hardware store, and they created an end cap system that can sandwich that washer. Yes. And then it creates a tighter concentricity, so the bullet actually squeezes through the rubber. Yes. And it keeps more gases in the can uh, yep. rather than having an air gap. So wipes are pretty tight. Um, I have one of the the wipe cans from the little baby can. It's like three yeah. inches long from Gemtech. Yeah. That's actually fairly fucking quiet. Uh, the, only, it yeah, the only problem about it, it's a little assassin can. Uh, the, oh. only, <laughs> the only problem about it is it's only good for like couple hundred shots and then the way they designed it the diameter where the adapter fits onto your fits onto your gun Mm -hmm. as the gun pistol recoils back the if it's i think it's glocks it works for glocks really well Mm -hmm. if it's not a fucking glock the recoil spring that sticks out the the recoil assembly rod fucking smashes into it and Fucks the aluminum neck up. Yeah. Oh, huge, huge fuck up on Gemtex yeah, part. That's up, <laughs> I think it's called the Aurora, the little yeah. can. Yeah. Um, you know, I, no, that is what it's called. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's definitely called the Aurora. Yeah. So, so, yeah bro, you got to test out the wipes in Wolfman. Shit is different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And that's on a 300 black gun. I bet that works yeah. even better on 9 mil. Oh, bro, I did it with nine uh, on my squirt. I only shot my squirt with the Wolfman maybe once. Fucking amazing. Out my mom's back door when I was visiting her. Nobody even heard it. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that out loud. It's all right. We was on private, we was on private property, man. It's cool. No, I'm just fucking with you. I know. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Um, so, yeah. what You grab any new cans lately? I know you got the Rex can. Uh, the Rex cans, I baffle struck. Yo, yeah, that, that Rex can on that Noveski blew up. Oh, shit. I, I just seen something on, uh, with the Rex can on the 11.5. We got a crazy baffle strike. 
Yeah. I yeah. Uh, what on someone posted about it? Yeah, someone posted about it, uh, but it was on a machine gun. 11 so five. mine was on eleven five gun mm-hmm. and um it was on the Noveski. Actually it was ten five. Yeah. And it was ammo related. Hundred okay. percent ammo related. So I was at Tony Cowden's class last week shooting and probably 200 rounds in the class now you know that that Noveski i've had in that configuration for a while a while probably three and a half four thousand rounds to that gun with that can yeah and i'm shooting it bang bang groups are great hoverboard is great fucking alphas all day uh on his drills and then i start shooting fucking eight inches high and i'm like what the fuck? Well, yeah. <laughs> Why is it shooting eight inches high? And then, so he calls course of fire. Mm-hmm. He calls a uh, ceasefire. Talkie time for Tony. Yeah. And I walk over to my fucking target, and the last ten shots were keyholed at fucking ten oh, yards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy, look at my can. And there's a little tiny one millimeter fucking end cap strike, and I'm like. Huh. If it's keyhole in every shot, there's some laid over baffles in the inside. So the the pressure is not being distributed equally, so it's destabilizing the bullet. And yeah, five five six is not a stable round. It's ass heavy. It's a short fat bastard for what it is. It'll tumble the second it gets a chance. So that's what was happening. Destabilizing instantly. So I knew I had fucked up baffles. Um, The only problem with the Rex Silentium cans is the fucking uh, wrench flats are the size of the can. So you need a crescent wrench that's fucking gigantic. Yeah. Um, also, their direct thread system, the shoulder on it's really short. Yeah. I remember and you had to boost, you had to boost it on your Nevesky, right? You had to put like spacers behind it? I had to put some really flat, clean uh shims the machined ones the thin ones i just had to move it two millimeters so i still had like 12 threads of engagement just perfect so it's not there's no concentricity issues i i put a rod down it it was fine I mean, it was fine for five like four to five thousand rounds oh, yeah. so it was tight right and i looked down you know pull it up look down it still looks concentric i see a baffle laid over i was like okay there's a fucked up baffle in there mm-hmm. But that, you know, obviously was from the baffle strike, not from concentricity issues. So, yeah, we Renaissance Arms is right up the street. They put on the class, the Tony Cowden class, went up there, got a wrench on it, pulled the can off. Yeah. Couldn't get the end, couldn't get the uh, barrel side end cap off for the threaded, uh, the, the adapter for direct thread. That's my only qualm with those cans is that the shoulder's so small on those. You have to yeah. put them in a flat vise. And I put that in a flat vice, couldn't get the fucking end cap off. So I, I probably needed to superheat it with a blowtorch, then try to get it off. Um, but the problem is it's a steel cap into steel, and steel and steel expands together. So even if you heat it up, there's no guarantee you're going to get it off. Put it in a vice at my shop, tried to get the end cap off, but it's like a walled wrench flats. So it's like a cup, like a little Petri dish is, is, is you know, and the dish side is facing your barrel. <laughs> it, 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 I wish it was solid. I really wish yeah. it was solid. And yeah. Even though it would add weight, being solid, like, I bent it. I bent the fucking walls in trying to get it off. 
So I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm just sending the can back to them for re- warranty repair. It already needs to get repaired anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. They're cool. I'll just hit them up like, hey, return a can. Yeah. So fired the can off. Um, yeah. You know, so I talked to them and I was like, well, I, I, and another reason why I wish that threaded end was solid is I had to use a couple shims to get it away from the Nevesky rail. Otherwise, oh, it was crashing right. into the rail. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a solid, you know, if it was a solid uh, threaded adapter, you know, it would hit the barrel and be fine, you know? Yeah. Um, so I did have to stand it off a little bit um, because, it, you know, the, the, the barrel shoulder was in that cap like that mm-hmm. rather than like that. So anyway, that's that. Uh, Apple struck, but no big deal. Um, yeah. It was ammo related, so I don't think I'm going to have any issues getting the warranty repair done. Oh, yeah, no, you should be good. I mean, it ain't like you got to wait months and stuff anyway, like us regular folks for uh, suppressors. You know, you're blessed, SOT blessed, get cans in a couple of days, super cool. Legendary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and dude, those Rex cans are cheap, dude. They're, uh, they're fucking cheap. I mean, uh, I bought. I remember me and you, uh, uh, you discussed the price with me about it before because I was going to get one through you. you had to I think they're like. Price. Dealer costs like two hundred and seventy eight dollars a can or something like that. That's fucking crazy, bro. So pros and cons. Pros: fucking volumetric can, K can, lightweight, under twelve ounces. Um, sound suppression is decent. No, no fire comes out the end, so it's not disrupting you under night vision. It's not you know giving away a a flame signature under night vision. But three mags through that gun, dude, and that thing is glowing like the moon. Yeah, that's so you got your pros and you got your cons. That's cool. What, like, so, all right, out of all your shit, bro, because I like, you know, I used to always just look at your page, look at your posts. Your, what's your go to setup? And you could take one setup, whether it's a suppressor, rifle, what would be like your go to? Like, that's what I always be trying to figure out. Because you got a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? And I know it's probably hard for you to figure out, like, what's something you would just go go to? Like My go-to rifle setup, if I had to pick one gun, they're like, you can only have one. You have unlimited ammo. Yeah, but you can pick, ammo. But you could pick one gun. One gun. It'd be my MCX machine gun. My LVAW MCX yeah. machine gun. Bro, that shit's a dream, bro. I love shit, bro. That shit shoots so smooth. It's fast. It shoots really, really fast, though. Like, and clean. Yeah, bro. So smooth. I got the SIG can on it. Yeah, that's a good one. Unlimited ammo. That's a, that's perfect. That's Tag barrel. I finally picked up that 14, man, that you got been telling me about. The shit is all that. I like it a lot. Like the um, Romeo 14. That shit's dope. I like it over my aim point, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we got the Ucons coming out for that, uh, I think, in a couple weeks. I have to grab one. Yeah, dude. We just did our, uh, we just dropped the uh, acros. And I put the, I'm putting the mailbox on the BT. Oh, that's going to be slick, though. Yeah. The the mailbox look good on like small PDW sub guns, bro. It looks dope. Yeah. So I'll do that. I don't know. I might take off, um, I might take off the rails off the BT and make it a slimline gun. Okay. Like a bad gun. I'm not going to put a light on it. Yeah. I might put a light on it. I mean, you can put one of your little mile lights with a little mile button. That would be cool. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> we figure it out. Man. But I don't know. Maybe I'll just put like a Surefire X300 on top. 
Yeah, that would be cool too. You know, and just toggle it with your thumb. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people, no offense, with your fucking mm. Rattler there. Yeah. But the Rattler was supposed to be a glove compartment gun. Yeah, like, no bells and whistles, glove compartment, optic, bang, bang, get the job done. If you yeah. need to put a can on, put a can on. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, man. There's a purpose to it. So you talk to anyone that originally designed the Rattler, and they're like, uh, not supposed to be suppressed all the time. I know. Adam, Adam had a long talk about, about that with me, too. Sure he did, <laughs> when he had to fucking clean your yeah, gun. Yeah. Y'all heard it first. You know I mean, my, my rattler was serviced by Adam Agri himself. You know I mean, y'all heard it. The man, oh, yeah. myth, the legend. Yep. And he texted me and was like, yo, your boy doesn't fucking clean his guns. And I was like, <laughs> you're not yeah. wrong. I've, I've seen that gun. It's never been cleaned. Over the carbon, like, yeah. So, you know, living Yeah, around. yeah. I mean, are you lubricating your guns as well? Often? Yeah, yeah. I'm cleaning. My, my guns are a lot cleaner and stuff these days now, you know. A lot cleaner these days. Yeah, these days, you know. So, that's really it. That's sure. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Yo, what was that rig you was running at Warmer Swords? You had like a chest rig on. Uh, that was a Velocity Systems chest rig. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And then I had the triple feed uh, DK, DKM, I think, mm -hmm. is the name of their DSM. Okay. The, the triple feed DSM with the horizontal uh, mag, uh, mag pouch. Mm -hmm. um, pretty cool. I mean, that little mag pouch, because I only was doing like one reload on the helicopter. Yeah. So that DSM was a little bit easier to load and unload from uh, on the helicopter because it's just like a tack, tack reload, like grab mag, grab that tack, and then feed it back in real quick, and you don't have to dig around to try to find it. So that DSM is cool. We're probably going to start selling them on the website. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, man, and it fit the CZ Bren 2 760 by 39 mags, and it fits the 5.56 1s equivalent. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not like a real AK. It's a straight feed. 760 by 39 but yeah that's how i had it configured um yeah i'm really excited we actually are coming out with something for plate carrier uh, for uh chest rigs soon Fire. an a and r design accessory that i was looking for you to start start getting in the nylon uh world a little no bit. but we're not this is still kydex yeah. man okay it's, it's an cool. accessory that can be added to uh any um existing chest rigs oh shit it's a kydex Fire. accessory it's gonna be tight um we're doing a couple different versions of it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we got a, this one's actually stemming from a military project that we're working on oh, um, right. with another company, but it's something that we can pursue throughout, you know, something that we can resell uh, to other that will fit other setups. So oh, that, that's like the way to because you to be able to add on to other setups that are already out there. That's cool. Yeah, so we're designing it in a way that uh, the confines of the accessory will fit uh, other chest rigs. Maybe not Spiritus. Spiritus is a special little creature. I know. You know they got to have their little, the way they do stuff. Everything's yeah. tight. Like, yeah. everything's really fucking tight in the Spiritus, Spiritus rigs. I do like the Haley's a little bit uh, better because of the... The micro D3 is a little bit more flexible. It has a little bit looser tolerances in the pocket, so you can squeeze a little bit more in there. Um, they're a little bit easier to reload mags into. Oh, definitely. Um, for sure. 
Definitely re-index re and it's easier. And, and I'm, I'm happy that Spiritus did change their uh, recipe pattern for uh, Velcro placement. Oh, yeah, bro. Originally, I'd buy like one of their setup, their their inserts, because they were like the only person, uh, only people for a long time that had magazine inserts available. Well, everyone else didn't. So I bought a bunch of those, but realized it was, you know, mapped to uh, a different Velcro setup. And you couldn't reverse them, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I had Eddie Edgar Sherman fucking reverse the, before I had my sewing machine reverse all the Velcro on it for me, you know, to fit some other fucking setup. And then, yeah. and then I buy a, a fucking micro flight and I'm like, oh, great. My fucking inserts don't work for this because it's, yeah. I swapped all the fucking Velcro out. <laughs> so I gotta go back, you know, you know yeah. so, I, so I bought like a Haley. Two two pouch five five six uh, and put it in the um, in the micro flight and then left. It has enough room to put like a radio. Yeah, that's cool. Um, sure. Yeah, we just get done. I uh, just had Alex A Gaines on here uh, before you, and we were talking radios, and we we're like, we we're like, oh, oh my god, so many people take pictures of their chest rigs laying on the ground with a radio sticking out of it, but they you know never even turned it on or tried to yeah. use it, you know. And so we, we talked about you and uh, Nat Turner, you know, yeah. convoying on the highway and always pinging you each other. We use our radios. We use our radios for real, man. Yeah, but for real, like, but we were we were talking about how like cool it is when it's when you're when you are doing like a little convoy, even if it was like family, right? Your mom yeah. and dad are in a car behind you and your old lady or whatever. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's so much more convenient to be like, oh, uh, we're going to hit this gas station real quick. Turn off, turn off, turn off, you know, yeah. instead of like trying to pick up the phone or text oh, while driving. It's immediate feedback with radios. So we were just talking about how it's, um, you know, I use you, you and Nat as a as an example. Like mm -hmm. when we're with them, dude, they're always running fucking radios Our fucking slim dude. Just. Where the fuck does Slim hide his radio? <laughs> like, we're sitting there. Yo, I don't know where he puts his radio at, bro. Like, he got a little chest rig now, so he put it in there, but shit. You, you got one of your cool radios in the back. That's that's what I was looking at next to upgrade from my, my, my fan game. Oh, that's yeah, the, the Yaisus, dude. How you like that, though? You had it for like a year now, right? No, not that long. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I bought it a while ago. Yeah. You don't know, no, I, I bought it uh I think in June. Mm -hmm. Um no, it's cool, but I mean I just got a program, you know. We we're talking about people that like you know buy a fuck ton of radios. Like we're talking about Brett. Brett having like 10 <laughs> Brett sent like probably 80 radios to Alex to program, you know, and then he sent them back, organized them into a, a charging bank, and then they put go live in a box for the next five years. Um so yeah, we were talking about like radios, how yeah. important radios are in communication, and um, you know FCC is cracking down on more rules soon, and there's there's le things you can do legally with radios and FRS and MURS uh, MERS and so yeah, that's the other side. I I got to learn like a lot of that stuff. I just know like you know setting up the frequency and we be on the same channel and. Just using all that shit. I, a games did program like four of my radios for me though, so that was cool. Yeah, he's a Alex is a super nice dude. I met him for the first time in person in Texas at the Warm and Fuzzy Hog Hunt. It was awesome, dude. Yeah. One of, one of 
one of the kindest people I've met on one of these trips. So yeah. I appreciate him. We share the same name. So obviously we fell in love and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it was great, man. It was absolutely great. Um, but yeah, the FT three, like I honestly did, I've had it programmed for a few weeks now and I have yet to like even dig into it a little bit more. I just haven't had time, you know, yeah. um, you know, we're all dorks at the end of the day, so I'm either busy watching some stupid fucking TV show or playing video games or whatever. I'll be, um, be on your Twitch when you be uh, live streaming your game, your Call of Duty and all that. Yeah, I'm thinking of changing it up a little bit too, though. Um, I had a little bit of inspiration from Paul Van Dunk. Uh, he's been on Twitch for a few years now. He completely got rid of all of his social media platforms and went straight to Twitch. He does a really... His is called the... Um, uh, pace performance uh he's pace performance on twitch yeah but what he does is it's pretty cool paul will play a youtube video let's say like ak operators union or something like that talking about ak's and barrels and gas blocks or whatever just this is an example yeah and then paul has an overwhelming amount of information about guns so and and features and accessories and gas systems and bullet theory and all that and uh paul does a really cool thing he literally does what all the gamers are doing on twitch but fucking analyzes these youtube videos and gives minutia level information about whatever the topic is so he, I, I i tuned into one last week where he was talking to that guy that got the striker through the eyeball oh shit yeah, you know, he was re he was reviewing like People were asking why. So he kind of yeah. talked about it. He's like, okay, well, it's a Gearson Turkish pistol. So it's already like made of pot metal. And then uh, he he went all the way in depth of, you know, it, he could have been using reloads, uh, a double charge on a striker gun with a plastic back plate, just blows it to pieces into your oh, face. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, how important, um, how important, uh, you know, eye protection is but he goes down to like the ifs and what's about like what happened why um you know gas systems understanding gas systems and what different gas systems are i think it's a really cool platform um and the twitch community is really cool everyone's like eager to learn eager to listen so he he's got like fifteen thousand followers on twitch and that's a lot you know and uh i think he's a, he's a twitch partner so i mean it's awesome. It's an awesome piece of, you know, and there's no trolls on it. There's no one, there's no, some, no shitty fucking YouTube commenters nice being like, who's this fat tattooed piece of shit reviewing this gun? Uh, you know, Larry Vickers should have reviewed this gun. Like, dude, yeah. no one cares. Fucking fuck off. It's YouTube. Um, but I think it's cool. I think he abandoned all the shitty, all the social media, shitty social media platforms and uh, offered a really cool educational uh, system on Twitch. So pace performance on Twitch, dude, you would enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah. Um, and he does play games from time to time. So, you know, I'm thinking about doing not what he does, obviously, but like, I want to learn radios. So I'm thinking of using Twitch to also not just game on, but like, if I'm hopping on my radio, I want to learn how to use my FT3DR. Maybe I'll like do what I'm doing here watch a YouTube video through the audio, through my streaming PC, and then like fuck around with my radio on camera. And that'll actually give me a chance to like still interact with people, but still get some shit done too, you know? Oh yeah, bro. So I think I'm going to start doing that. 
That sounds like a lot. Fuck, man. Uh, shit, camera-wise, you been messing with any of that camera gear you got? You got all the shit now? You, uh, yeah, you- well, I mean, camera dude is working on camera stuff. Um, yeah. We got the Black Magic. We got a Sony. Yeah. Alpha. Uh, we got a Luminix for, like, stills and shooting yeah. night vision. Um, a couple drones now. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's good, dude. I mean, yeah. the, the 6K, uh, I think the one thing that Jorge's working on is running and gunning Yeah. without a gimbal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes a gimbal could just slow a moment down. Sometimes I feel like you're trying to fuck, set it up. You already know. I'm pretty sure you're always Oh, yeah, so, like one r ones and snaps and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when the gimbal slowly tracks it and then misses yeah. something. Yeah, and misses it, something and shit, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think there's a time and place for everything. But like hunting in the woods, it's great. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect you get those that. cinematic wide-angle shots mm-hmm. and then... Uh, you get all that. Like, yeah, you get like the serenity of the forest. But then you want to do some running gun, you know, you get that the shaking of the camera and you yeah. get the running gun, you know. And he's doing a lot of drone footage. Funny because we post a couple of YouTube videos of drone footage and people yeah. are like... Man, that's a ballsy cameraman. You just shot right at him. It's like you don't realize that we're blasting music, so you can't hear right. the fucking beat of the right. drone. Right. Like clearly, this is yeah. a specific. Yeah. This is a drone. You you don't see the leaves blowing around. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't, <laughs> don't have no idea about the camera tech and how shit gets done. Some people still lost, bro. Should be wild. No, and he's ballsy with that drone, bro. He's throwing that drone like, yeah. like he's hovering that fucking drone. He was flying his race drone the other day uh, yeah. while I was shooting at it, at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like two inches above my course of fire. <laughs> like there was one point where like I stopped because he flew a yeah. little too low. I would have shot yeah. his fucking drone. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, you're shooting yeah. whatnot. Um, yeah. Are you doing so? How often are you shooting? Um, not as often right now. I'm actually trying to get out maybe Sunday and go shoot for a little bit. I'll be, I'll be wanting to shoot. It's just, uh, now when I shoot, I got like, man, I got to film it or something, make it count because obviously ammo's fucked up. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, I'm, me and Sean or maybe the crew, Slim or somebody, we might go out Sunday and shoot. Cool. But I, I don't be shooting like that as often as I used to, bro, because... Even if I got ammo, some of the homies might not have like enough ammo they want to touch. Like I ain't gonna lie, I got a shitload of ammo that already had before this shit went crazy. So I can go shoot like on a regular. It's just getting the rest of the homies out to come shoot and stuff like that, or do some content. It's it came to that point now. I do kind of miss the days where I can just go shoot and not worry about like, damn, I need to film this or get some photos. Now it's like that. Like yeah. gotta film, you gotta get some pictures, gotta make it count. If that makes sense. But. Well, when every fucking magazine that you're shooting out of a pistol out of your Glock right. is fucking six bucks. Right, bro. Shit is crazy. It's like six dollars gone, six dollars gone, six dollars <laughs> gone. Cool. I can't even break this gun in right. with uh, a couple hundred dollars in ammo. You know, it's yeah. like 500 rounds it used to be what, like 87 bucks. You know? Yeah, bro. It was sick, man. Like, He's be about a thousand rounds of two to three for one sixty or one eighty at the most. That's going shit six hundred dollars for steel case. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's our right. our mutual friend. Uh, we have a mutual friend that we can talk offline. That I'm gonna buy okay. a pallet of nine millimeter and a pallet for five five six from. 
shit. So, um, yeah, we'll have uh, content. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that day, like, uh, when the range almost burned down, y'all know how much ammo y'all shot that day, bro? Like a shit ton of ammo, bro. That's your A and R Mega Arms collab, like A and R Mega wow. Arms collab. Yeah, we uh we might have burned our range down. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, note yeah. to self: don't let someone that's never fired a belt-fed machine gun fire a belt-fed machine gun <laughs> standing. Right. Also, when it's dry as fuck, make sure yeah. your homie doesn't bring fucking tracers. It was hot as shit that day out too, bro. It was super hot. That it was day. like really bright out, so I wasn't yeah. like keeping tabs on the belts yeah. that we were loading and then i was just sitting there watching him fucking you can see the muzzle start to go down and he start to splash yeah. some dirt at like yeah. the 40 yard mark and they're just like yep. oh those are tracers yeah. oh those are tracers <laughs> and like you and fucking slim are fucking yeah. around with the drone and i'm yeah. like i just watched two tracers skip over the berm uh mm. get that drone up let's see if it make sure there's no fire and we did. That's how I seen the fire. Like I like I like I don't know. If that's dust from you know the dirt. Or that's smoke. I'm like oh that's smoke. And you hear you like this is bad. That's all you hear. Is, I was like this is bad. And I see you start running. My drone crashes because I'm paying attention to y'all. And I'm also looking like oh shit, it's really a fire. Drone crashes. I'm trying to find a drone. We trying to put out the fire. It was it was wild. Times. But yeah. you know you see like Justin and I snap into action. Some other people yeah. that were in attendance did not snap into action. Um, you know, and those and those are the events where you know who's your ride or die, right? Mm-hmm. You know who's the dude that when shit pops off, like I was literally like, This is bad. Go get water, yeah. go get this. Yeah. Anyone have a fire extinguisher? Like mm-hmm. Slim, call 911. Like, if the wind picks up, this is going to be horrible. Let's get the fire department here. And for perspective, tracers are legal at that range. Tracers are legal in New Hampshire. Um, Was it a bad judgment call because of how dry it was? Yeah. Was I aware that there was tracers in those belts prior to that happening? Fuck no. (laughs) You know, I think I saw like a couple fucking like one or two burn out in the berm. And I Mm -hmm. thought it was just like coincidence that that belt had, you know, some mixed in. And then the frequency that they were mixed in was a little bit less, you know, whatever. So but there were some mixed in. Uh, Everyone did the right thing. Everyone acted. But fuck that lady on um, 911 call center lady. Bro, that was unbelievable. Like she, she thought it was a joke. Like she was like, "Um, uh, you're from? Uh, I see a Philadelphia number." Yeah, uh, like, she really did ask questions. She like, "So you're saying it's a real fire, but you don't know the address?" No. Like, He's like, like, "No, I'm at this range. Yeah, this is the right. name of the yeah. range. Just Google it." Like I don't know the address. Yeah. He's like, "I don't know the address." And like, granted, the address is like on the little yeah. fucking emergency things next to it. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm in the woods throwing fire blankets down like stomping out leaves and shit like inhaling trash and uh you know this part this you know slim's like the nicest dude ever he's like yeah i know this is a philadelphia number but i am a videographer i am here videoing content at this range i don't know the physical range address you know and she like pretty much hung up on him you guys had to call back bro we had to call back and to confirm like yeah, they confirmed. Like that was wild. Yeah, that was wild. you no, guys say they did. I remember Nat said his Solomons were like melting. Like some of the souls on his Solomons were melting. I'm just stomping out the fire and shit. That was crazy, man. But hey, we got some cool content out of it. 
Yeah. So honestly, man, it's uh my my Solomon's melted too. You know, the the, talking about it. We're like, man, these fucking things held up though. You know, and then there's fucking Brett wearing Toms. Yeah. Yeah, we all got burned that day. Everyone (laughs) caught some smoke inhalation. Everyone got a burn or two. Um But you know, it's it's one of those things. Do the right thing. Call nine one one immediately. Uh, we did tell the fire marshal that the lady at the call center fucking pulled us a fuck yeah. off. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, I'm gonna take care of that." I mean, that's yeah. that's dangerous. There's neighborhoods around there that you know, yeah. if that fire got honestly, if that fire got any bigger, it would have been bad because yeah. we watched yeah. the forestry water truck get stuck on the berm. Yeah, and then and they had an issue with their water pump. Yo, remember? Yo, that was crazy. I was sitting here like, all right. Yeah. Remember they had to start grabbing water out the little uh, lake, the little. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So they had an issue with their water pump on the truck, and it just was not working. They were not pumping water, so we had a boom truck came in, like a ladder truck came in, and luckily they were able to get the ladder over the fire, and then they hooked up the the pump on their fire truck to the pond behind us. You know, and Rick was like, that fucking pond is going to run out of water. That was like, yeah, bro, it was getting low. I was like, that oh, was like the kid's fishing pond, you know? Bro, it was getting low. I'm like, yo, they're fucking taking all the water out the pond. Like, I'm like, oh. Well, so it was it was legit spooky for a minute, you know, but every you know, and that's again, in an emergency, in a fire or whatever, get someone on comms. You know, yeah. I the second we were like, we can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, sent someone to the front gate to unlock it, open the gate for for emergency services. Um, we called the president of the range, let him know what the situation was, called the vice president of the range, let him know what the situation was. And, um, you know, that's just acting as fast as possible. And it's, it's one of those things that you just learn who's fucking hard as fuck when you need to. Yeah. Who's going to be in the in the woods, in the fire, trying to help you put it out or trying to slow it down while emergency services are coming because you don't want things to get out of hand. So, yeah. you know, dude, it is what it is. Um, it was a exciting uh, birthday weekend for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, first time Shit. that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, hey man, it worked out. We got everything situated. Everybody ended up being cool. So that was a good thing. Yeah, man. it was rad. Yeah, so shit, that's cool. I mean, shit, you tired of the snow up there yet? Like, I know New Hampshire's still getting snow and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. Uh, I I just want want May 1st to come here so I can pick up my dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I seen it. I seen it online earlier. A little pup, man. It's a a female, yeah. I I didn't mean to post that to, like, A&R design page. I meant to post that to my personal, and I was like, why am I getting so many comments? Oh, fuck. (laughs) uh so i deleted it um yeah. but I, yeah i deleted the post but yeah i'm stoked because like that's gonna be a fun project getting her trained up because she'll be seven months during bird hunting season which is like a oh, perfect right. age she'll still she won't point everything she won't you know do everything that i'd obviously want a seasoned dog to do uh but she'll do a lot she'll right. be able to do a lot by hunting season and uh better than not having a dog like i've been hunting for the last three years by myself walking through covers hoping to move birds i I still do well i still any day i go out bird hunting i come back with something yeah like if i go out for woodcock i'll at least shoot one or two or three birds um 
I've limited out a few times on Woodcock, but having a dog's gonna be tight. Yeah, that's gonna be super dope. Plus, like, my dog is a house dog. Yeah. Like, you know, Oni, he's a cutie. Yeah, I say Oni gonna have Oni gonna have a friend to play with now. Yeah, Oni's getting old, dude. He's almost ten, and yeah. um, it'll be good for him to have a companion, so he's got less uh, separation anxiety when we're gone or out for the day. And then, um, you know, she, my dog. Oni's not good in the car. He vomits and pisses in the car. So, um, so this dog will be like a fresh, like you'll be able to train it up. Oh yeah, on. she's gonna be uh, hyper obedient work dog. Yeah. I might even send her her uh, get her approved for actual work dog, so like yeah. I can like fly with her and stuff. Oh, shit. She'll be bad. that. She'll be that trained, and um, and then uh, get her on birds all the time. Bring her all around the country to hunt birds, and uh, yeah, she's gonna be with me all the time. Everywhere I go, she's gonna be in the truck or in a crate in the truck. Yeah. Uh, coming with me uh, so that that's kind of the goal um i've always wanted that kind of dog like a dog that's always with me yeah uh, similar to like when i was a kid i had a dog that was always with me so yeah man uh, and you have a dog you have a little shepherd right what yo he's big now he ain't a year yet but he's big as hell bro like, so you have a shepherd are you gonna have you done any obedience training with him uh, or yeah, but, but, um well, I'll be going. My mom had got him. We, we had hooked, took him to his little obedience school. So he's real good at like listening and shit. But um, he just likes to still just, you know, play a lot, play all day and stuff like that. But he listens. He's real good. And like, um, it's my dog, but he stay with my mom. He stays up under my mom. He's very protective over her, like, uh, which is good for sure. But yeah, I, I love that dog. If I would get another dog, I'd probably get another little shepherd for like, yeah, for me. I just miss. Oh, it seemed like he got big because, well, bro, when I first came up to meet you, I had just got him. It seemed like every week after that, he was just getting bigger and bigger. So I didn't really get his whole puppy stage. I missed, I missed like a lot of the puppy stage, which is crazy. So, You're a bad dad. I know, man. Horrible. He's big as hell now. You have <laughs> you you live a lifestyle, uh, you know, for people that don't know, like Rick, you'll get a phone call. Hey, you need to be at this airport at this time. You're going to Jamaica. Yeah. Going to Dubai. <laughs> going to Europe. It's crazy, man. I'm actually like happy a little like where not at the same time i miss traveling a little bit but the restrictions let me be home a lot more now which i like uh because sometimes bro i would travel so much and it was cool i've been all these places in the world but sometimes i just couldn't wait to get back home and mess with my guns and shit and just chill just like not having to do nothing like all right i could just chill today as opposed to having to be up at this time get here there are we're in this fucking country for only a day, then we gotta leave tomorrow. It took us longer to fly there to get there than how long we were actually there. Like right. stuff like that, like which is crazy. So that's really it, man. But yeah, uh, this two way shit. I'm basically just trying to bring my vision into the two way world, bro. Just keep giving them this drip, diplomats, and you know they gotta stay tuned for what me and you gonna be doing. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do have some open months or I'm fucking crushed busy till June. And then Johnny's getting married in June, uh, his bachelor party. So like June, July, August, it's definitely some flexibility there to get you back up. Um, yeah, yeah. Just let me know, bro. We put it together. Uh, that's cool. I just picked up the new Sony a seven. The what's not the a seven, the, um, FX3 is like their cinema line. Just nice. Super dope. Like a mini red almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure, I sure. saw that. Yeah, do you like the, the color on it though? Some people were complaining that the Sonys have like a like a 
I, I mean, I've been using so I've been using Sony's for a while now, from their A7R2 to the A7S, A7S2, then I get the A7S3 um, and the FX3. I like it. I see. I set mines. I literally go in custom and tweak like contrast and stuff, and just save the preset. So it's basically like set up how I like to run it. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'm running a six a six six uh, K right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll be you know we've been running those too, because Slim got one, so I love that thing. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, and all they're right. and they're all for streaming. They're literally yeah. for like different camp. Like when the yeah. puppy's here, uh, we're mm-hmm. setting up a puppy cam. So like if I'm streaming oh, or doing a doing a podcast, I can bang on my stream deck like puppy yeah. cam. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. boom. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's fire, actually. Puppy yeah, cam. except it's a six hundred dollar camera to look at dogs. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, man. But yeah, drip. bro. <laughs> Camera bro. drip. <laughs> man, shit. I'm just proud of you, bro. All the content and stuff. Like it's been it's what like the people need it. Cause you know your stuff be real formative too. Like, so you've been killing them with that, man. Trying, like, dude. Trying. We realized we had to separate the gaming part though. We had to make a new YouTube called AR Design LLC Gaming because yeah, I had like a thousand people unsubscribe on YouTube, being like, "I'm here for the gun shit, not the gaming yeah, shit." Bro, it's, it's weird like that. They they take it personally too. So that was smart separating the YouTube. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool, well, man. man. Um, in closing, this mm-hmm. is Rick Nice GS yep. Weapons on Instagram, High End Pew on Instagram, personal friend and family frequents the uh the compound here um so yeah rick is uh in closing rick's uh hip-hop industry gone 2a and he's making a huge mark in the 2a community for his artisanal uh (laughs) his artisanal uh hip-hop vibes and videography and um this was episode four of the anr design unholstered podcast so thank you all for listening to myself and rick nice talk about pretty much bullshit (laughs) (laughs) rick anything you have anything you want to say in closing man um no man keep up the podcast i definitely want to get back on in the future after some of this other stuff come out we could do some cool shit man you know what maybe Oh, we can figure out maybe we could do like a like a podcast like on like a set of us doing some dribbling mass shit. Like yeah. just a little set. That would be cool. We do have we do have mobile podcast set up too. I already know you do. See, I didn't even question it. I knew you had <laughs> I knew you had some type of setup. Well, we have like an in-person podcast studio mm-hmm. here. Like we have everything, uh mixer, all that shit set up. Um, more right. six, more six K cameras, really nice high end microphones, more like, yeah. um, really nice road mics, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, not, it's tough right now to try to get a backlog of podcasts done, yeah, 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 you yeah. know? So I'm, uh, I mean, right now I'm using my stream setup. So I use stream labs for like gaming and then, um, and then right now I'm using OBS studio and I have like this kind of gaming looking overlay, yeah. you know, and some cool. graphics and shit that move and yeah, so it man, looks cool. Yeah, man. I can't wait to come back up there. I see the room really came together. Well, like everything's done now. Fire. 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 <laughs> cool, man. Man. All right, bro. Hit me. Appreciate you, man. Shout out to everybody. A&R, the whole A&R fans and crew, you know, that's the family right there. And yeah. They miss you. And well yeah. and and by the time next time you visit, dude, we'll have the new shop. So it'll be Ooh, super tight. Fire, fire, bro.
All right, well, man, shit, I appreciate you having me on, bro. Be safe. All right, have a good one. All right, bro. Thank you for listening to the AR Design Unholstered podcast with Alex Costa. 